Hello, this is Margarita Monet from Edge of Paradise, and you are listening to the Metal Pit Podcast. Welcome to the Metal Pit Podcast, where we delve deep into the albums and bands that shaped metal. Please visit our website, The Metal Pit, www.themetalpit.org. And you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at The Metal Pit. And you can check out our YouTube channel, which is youtube.com at The Metal Pit 666. And if you have any comments, suggestions album suggestions or whatever email us info at the metal today my guests are two of my writers who have been on a lot of episodes we got ken how you doing ken i'm good sir how about yourself good and we got top jimmy since we're going to be talking about van halen <laughs> yeah top jimmy he's the king so i'm here <laughs> good one I'm, i forgot about that one good one <laughs> well, I wouldn't have known if I didn't hear it somewhere else myself, too. What the hell is Top Jimmy? Okay. Top Jimmy. And he's the top snow he's the top snow shoveler in Nova Scotia, Canada this week. I've heard him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yes. So we're gonna talk about Van Halen, who uh let's see, people know who Van Halen are. I know they're not really heavy metal anymore. They probably were back then, I guess. But they were formed in 73 in California by the Van Halen brothers. And I just learned a few new things about Van Halen when I was researching for this. That they started out, Alex wanted to play the guitar and Eddie wanted to play the drums. But while Eddie was doing his paper route or something, Alex would get on his drums and figured out he was really good at it. So Eddie said, okay, forget it, then I'm going to play the guitar. <laughs> and that's how it started. Can you imagine if Eddie Van Halen would have stuck, if he didn't have a brother and he would have stuck with the drums? Crazy <laughs> <laughs> drummer, I don't know, but it's, it's I funny don't know. to picture that. Yeah. So let's uh, see, and they had a friend playing bass first. I didn't mark his name down because nobody's going to know who it is. But anyway, <laughs> and let's see, they rented a sound system from some guy named David Lee Roth, and that's how the band met him. And then they got uh, Michael Anthony on bass and they changed their name from Mammoth to Van Halen I know they had a few names before that they were also called Genesis because I guess they didn't listen to the radio and no <laughs> group called Genesis but, <laughs> but then that's when they changed to Van Halen before their first album uh, let's see they recorded six studio albums with this lineup up to 1984 and then they recorded another one in 2012 a different kind of truth, which was the last Van Halen studio album. But uh, David Lee Roth left after the 1984 album tour. And Van Halen asked Patti Smythe of Scandal to join Van Halen as a lead vocalist. But luckily, she <laughs> said no. <laughs> <laughs> and also, I guess, Daryl Hall of Hall & Oates. <laughs> wow. That's weird. Jeez. I was really shocked when I read those two things. Can you imagine Patty Smith singing <laughs> Panama? I don't know. Weird. Anyway, okay, so when did you guys first hear Van Halen or this album? This album, we're doing the debut album, 1978. So when did you guys first hear Van Halen? Ken? 
I was like mid eighties. I my first introduction to the band was nineteen eighty four, the album nineteen eighty four, really. Um, but I I know I heard like uh, Running with the Devil earlier, uh, all radio, like all you know, like eighty three, maybe eighty four. Like uh, this is about the time I really got into Van Halen for me. Around the same time I was like listening to Ozzy, it would have been Van uh, Halen as well. And Jim, yeah. top Jimmy, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it's pretty much the same thing. Being a child of the '80s, 1984, and then you know, like Jump, they played the shit out of Jump, and they were such huge. I mean, that album, I think, just it went pretty much diamond everywhere. And I mean, I had it, everybody had it, uh, but I remember the first time, like I remember getting that, and then I remember, like Ken, I was listening to a lot of metal at that point in time. But I did go back, and I think an older brother played us eruption and it just it was awesome i mean I, and then i remember getting the cassette at some point and uh, i mean it was awesome but i i do remember a lot of the songs like on the classic i guess at that point it would have been rock radio classic rock radio uh like q104 and uh you'd, you'd hear like yeah running with the devil and jamie's crying and that so i mean i, I as soon as i got the cassette and I, I i mean i knew most of the songs on it anyways just from absorption of the uh from the radio now for me i'm not really sure because i mean i really got into heavy metal in 1982 and but i probably also heard running with the devil on the radio and possibly uh pretty woman or no pretty woman is that the one i'm thinking of <laughs> Uh, but anyway, I might have heard a few, or maybe ain't talking about love might have been on the radio. But yeah, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think I got into Van Halen until later too. But really, for me, I really only like two of the albums. I like this album, the debut album that we're going to talk about, and I like Women and Children first a lot. But 1984, I didn't like. <laughs> I like two songs. I'm probably pretty sure you can guess which two, <laughs> <laughs> and Jump isn't one of them. No, <laughs> but yeah, I didn't really like because they had keyboards and stuff in there, and I was against all keyboards. And my when I was getting into thrash metal and stuff like that, I didn't want to hear any keyboards unless it was Deep <laughs> <Steve> Purple, <laughs> yeah, yeah, or maybe Dream Theater once they came along, but but yeah, so anyway, <laughs> so yeah, I can't, so I don't think any of us heard the debut album when it first came out, anyway, no. So this album came out on February 10, 1978 on Warner Brother Records, and it's widely regarded as one of the greatest debut albums in heavy rock music, I guess we'll say. Peaking at number 19 on the Billboard Top 200 charts, and uh, oh, I lost that. Let's see. I might as well say this now. It went diamond in the United States, which is 10 million copies, and it went four times platinum in Canada. And I went gold in a few other countries and platinum in the Netherlands, which is actually where Eddie and Alex were born. Isn't that right? I think I read that properly. <laughs> okay, so I guess we'll we'll talk about the album, and then after that, we'll talk about other albums and other singers if we want to. And that. So we're gonna start with the lead-off track, which we've already mentioned, Running with the Devil. Jim, I'll let you go first. Yeah, this is a pretty, I mean, this is a, a wicked song. It's like my 1A on the, on the, and uh, we're starting off here with such a strong song. I mean, it's probably the most recognizable, well, maybe the second most rec recognizable song on this 
album, but I like the car horns at the start of it where they, they apparently the story is they use their own car horns and they had it hooked up and then they, um, you know, they kind of turned them down, which was pretty cool with us. I think they probably synced it in there, but I, I think, uh, you know, it's kind of got the story of uh, life as like a, as a young band on the road, but I think originally people thought it had some sort of satanic overtones, which I was kind of hoping for. Cause you know, <laughs> one thing we need with Van Halen is like some satanic overtones in some of their music. <laughs> Just kidding. But yeah, you know, I mean, this is the lead off single. This is awesome. I mean, it, it is, it is, it's just classic on this album. And yeah, like where you said in the intro there that most people regard this as probably one of the best debut albums. I wouldn't argue with that at all. This is such a good debut album and uh, you know, it, it deserves that in rock and even maybe, maybe rock and hard rock uh, category for sure that this is, this is one of the, the better, the best out the best debuts out there, but yeah, you hit a home run with the first single. And Kent? Yeah, this song, right off the bat, this is one of the most recognizable Van Halen songs ever. You know it as soon as you hear the opening. Um, and I love and I love the fact that, yeah, you get those car horns, you get the battery, you get the foot switch. It's all, it's all like blurred in there and it's great. And it leads into this fantastic opening song. And arguably for me, this is probably one of my, like my greatest Van Halen songs ever. And yeah. I think, um, you know, like, it, yeah, it's strong, really. It, it, like, it's very recognizable. It's so iconic in most cases. And I know um, lyrically, you know, we were talking about the idea of freedom. And yeah, is it about Satan? Is it like, I don't know. It's, I mean, obviously, because the devil's in the title, people would just <laughs> assume that. But as a song, as a yeah. song, it is probably like my one of, it's pretty much just my favorite Van Halen song, I would say. It, it's most recognizable. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's not about the devil. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> I don't think I think Van Halen, uh, yeah, I don't think too many Van Halen songs are very dark in the lyrics. At least no. not in the David Lee Roth era. Anyway, that's for sure. But yeah, that is one of the most popular Van Halen songs ever. And it's the first one we heard, I guess, if you've got the album that is. Then we go to oh, we usually I usually skip instrumental. Should I skip this instrumental? Do we no, bother talking? No. <laughs> no, no, you can't, man. It's got to be mentioned, dude. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we'll talk about eruption. Can I mean? Sorry. Yeah, yeah. No, you know you have to mention this song because it's so iconic. Like, yeah. basically, when it says eruption, that's what you're getting an eruption with with the virtuosity. Um, and it's also it showcases Eddie's uh, skills. So like you get the tapping, you get the hammer-ons, you get the pull-offs, you get everything with this guitar playing. And it's so influential of a song. And so many other guitar players would pick up on this in many, many albums and many, many other bands. So yeah, you you basically, this is such a great, great song in my mind. It was not even a song, but an instrumental, but it, it's yeah. so, so great, so iconic. Jim, yeah, I think I mean, come on, this this must have launched a million guitar players' careers. Uh, you know, I mean, when you hear, heard it, I think we had an older brother play it for us on a well back then. It probably would have been a really kick-ass sound system, and I mean, it just it was awesome. It kind of blew our minds. It was like, whoa, what is this? And I mean, I, it's only just a minute and a half long, but it is wicked. And I I read that there's kind of a funny story to it where they originally. 
I think they were more along the lines of looking for it as an intro to the next song. And, and on the radio, they a lot of times they used to play it as the intro to the next song. Uh, but apparently, I think he was rehearsing it in the whiskey, a go-go, and they decided to put it on the album. And there's a quote from uh, Eddie Van who says, when, to this day, whenever I hear it, I always think, man, I could have played it better. Man, that just really goes to show, like, I mean, just how talented, uh, I mean, all the members of Van Halen, but I mean, Eddie Van Halen being a vir virtuoso for sure. I mean, this guy was just phenomenal. And uh, I mean, he could have played that better. I mean, that's a, a definitely a work of art. And as Ken said, with all the tapping and that and all the techniques used, I I wish it was longer. And I mean, I'm not a huge uh, instrumental guy, but I, I just wish it was longer. It's that good. I kind of wonder why they didn't put that at the start of the album, like a lot of yeah. groups do, with a like a yeah, that would have made sense. I mean, I don't yeah. like guitar solo mostly is what you really call it, but yeah, it usually leads into "You Really Got Me." I don't, I read that too, where it leads like radio stations would play it before "You Really Got Me," which is the next track. But um, did I want to say anything else about Eruption? Oh, I remember maybe this is when I first heard Van Halen because I remember when I was in high school, which would have been probably 1980 to 84 or whatever or 89 no i'm just kidding <laughs> 80, 84. <laughs> um <laughs> but uh, i had one of my friends played the guitar and he loved van halen and he would play eruption so maybe that's when i first heard van halen was him playing eruption and i thought oh maybe i should listen to this maybe i'm not sure if that, that could have been yeah. that so then we go to "You Really Got Me," which is one of two covers, and this is the this is the song I met before, not "Oh Pretty Woman," which is another album. So this is by the Kinks, who I actually know who the Kinks are. I don't know who the next <laughs> cover is, but I, I know who the Kinks are. So, uh, oh, Ken, sorry, um, I'm confused. Anyway, Ken, what do you think of "You Really Got Me"? Yeah, I, I like this song. Um, you know, I, I remember the the Kinks version. I know their their song is famous for. A lot of distorted guitars so and i know when when van halen did their cover they they upped the ante with 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 the music and i do recall or seeing reading that ray davies at one point did tell eddie that your song is like a jet like a jet fighter it, it's that powerful and our song is just like a prop plane in comparison to the song but um yeah it's a it's a really good song i i've i've always liked it it's you know, I mean, what what's what's not to say about a classic King song that probably everyone remembers? Because I know here in Toronto, Q107 would 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 um, on the psychedelic snack would play that song all the time. So when Van Halen did a cover, it made sense. But yeah, it's a really good song. Jim. Yeah, I mean, you know, you got to give credit to the Kinks, I guess, even though. You know, they're quite a bit before my time. But yeah, like this, this uh, it's a great track. I'm not a covers guy, uh, but I mean, they kill it. They bring it, they kind of supercharge it. They really bring it just so much more forward. And yeah, I agree. The original is kind of, you know, it's definitely distorted in that. And it, you know, it's got its merit for when it was recorded, I think, uh, 14 or 15 years earlier. But I mean, the Van Halen version just blows it out of the water. But you know, like I say, I'm not a massive uh, covers guy, so it's like, eh, you know, it's but it, but it, it it does rock and it it's been played like crazy, and I I believe they they released this one as a single as well, and probably for obvious reasons. I mean, it's just it, it, it's that good, and everybody could identify with it. 
but no, it's a great a great cover for sure. And one uh, note, it said that I read that Eddie Van Halen was talking to somebody in a band called Angel. I don't know if that band ever did anything, but Eddie was talking to the drummer of the band, and they were also going to record "You Really Got Me," and it was going to come out before Van Halen, <laughs> so they rushed it so they could get it out first or something. <laughs> I don't know if this group Angel ever recorded it or did anything. I'm not really sure. <laughs> okay, then we go to their, let's see, this is the song that they've played the most live from this album. Ain't Talking About Love. Jim. Yeah, this is a killer. I mean, this probably has <clears throat> the most rocking opening guitar riff and probably the most recognizable next to even like, you know, Randy Rhodes. Uh, you know, it's just, I mean, I think it was voted as from Guitar World, the best riff of all time. I mean, it's awesome. It's the, so recognizable, you know exactly what it is. Uh, it's just really, really cool. And I mean, um, it's, it's, it's awesome. And I think this was one of the first older Van Halen songs, like from the Roth era that Sammy Hagar would actually sing when, when he was with the band. So I don't think they, they went back to a lot of the early, early stuff that often. And this was one of the ones I, I read about that, that he would do that. But I mean, probably because the opening riff is so iconic. I mean, you have Running With The Devil, which is another iconic sounding start to a song and song. And then you just have this one that just blows it apart. I mean, it's, it's, it's that good. And uh, yeah, that riff, it's all about that riff and it just kind of gets you going. I mean, this, this is what puts uh, Van Halen on the map, I think, uh, this song. And Ken? <clears throat> yeah, I would agree. Like, the riff the riff at the start of the song is really electrifying. So you And it's identifiable. So, again, it's iconic, so you're never going to, you're never not going to know that's Van Halen right at the start of the song. Um, yeah, so, it, yeah, it is interesting what Jim had mentioned about uh, Sammy Hagar, who wanted to, it was one of the songs that he specifically asked to cover if when he joined the band so that was kind of interesting and i'm not sure what yeah, his yeah. reasonings were for that but it's that's a notable fact um the other notable fact that i i thought about the song is that eddie apparently wrote this song um and he didn't want to show it to the rest of the band because of i maybe he wasn't too sure about what the song was going to be but he had joked that it was going to actually be like a punk rock parody at one point yeah, which I think is weird. Like I don't get that. You hear the song, and I don't get that out of it. <laughs> no, but, but maybe that was what going what was going through his mind at the time. So I I, I find that to be a, a little interesting tidbit from from that perspective. But I also like the fact that the song is basically about casual sex, or more or less the idea of like, you know, he doesn't want love, he doesn't want a relationship, he just like wants to hook up. So it's interesting. It's a good song though. I I would agree, Jim. It's like. My second favorite song on the album for me. Well, no, knowing that what it's about, that's kind of my mantra. So, you know, I'm all good with that. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Don't tell your way. <laughs> oh, God. Now, according to that, you know, sometimes I check out that sitelist.fm where it shows live songs. Don't know. Again, I don't can't guarantee how accurate it is, but. It shows that you really got me. They played that 1,231 times, and they played Ain't Talking About Love 1,230 times. <laughs> so I don't know how accurate it is. Well, They've only close. played Eruption like 20 times live. you think he would play that every yeah. time, wouldn't you? Yeah. 
weird. Okay, then we go to where are we? We're at the last track on side one of the old album days, and I'm the one, uh, Jim. Oh man, this is one of my favorite tracks on the album. I think this is an unsung track. I think it has a really cool identifiable opening riff. And the guitar throughout it is just amazing. And I mean, it's got a sound on it. Like, uh, it reminds me of kind of got a riff like Hot for Teacher. It kind of sounds very similar to that. And, but I mean, it's a wicked, wicked song. I like it. Like it a lot. And uh, I don't know, you don't hear a lot about it. And, uh, you know, I, I think it's there's there's another one on this album, too, that I feel is a little bit... Uh, underappreciated but this one's a really 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 cool song it's one of my favorites on there and ken <clears throat> yeah this is a cool song too i agree i i call this like their show-off song because it's all about confidence the lyrics are kind of um bringing that to light about the band being confident and, and their skills and their abilities and i also like the one thing i like about it is that the shubi doo towards the end <laughs> i think that's great it's like it's just a little a little bit of showing off and it's just a little bit of hey we're van halen and this is what we're all about but yeah this is a really really good song as well okay then we go to side two and we start off with jamie's crying ken yeah no i like this song a lot now this song is like basically you know you're struggling with the idea of unrequited love which is you know interesting for, lyrically wise um it was never a single, but I heard that, uh, or a lot of people think that this should have been their first single, but it wasn't. Um, it's played live a lot. A lot of people love this song. Um, what I like about this song is that it's got a lot of groove. It's got a lot of grounding bass. It's got that guitar lick in it. Uh, it's got some really good catchy musical arrangements. It's really, it's a really solid song for me. Uh, Jim? Yeah, no, that's a good song. I mean, it's... Uh... You know, it, it's a great song. It's kind of, uh, and a funny kind of a factoid about it, it was sampled by Tone Loke for the 1988 song, The Wild Thing, if you remember that. And I kind of didn't, I didn't even realize it, but probably due to the kind of the thumping guitar and bass in it, I think probably that's what, that's what it uh, did. But uh, no, it's pretty cool, uh, you know, and, and like he said, it's about a, kind of like a, I, I love that didn't last kind of looking for like a one night stand type thing, kind of a high school-y type, uh, uh, something like that. And Eddie Van Halen's played the guitar to make it sound like actually someone was crying. So it's, it's kind of neat. It's definitely fitting. And yeah, one of the, one of the awesome songs on the album, one of the better songs on the album. And then we go to one of my, I think this is one of my favorite ones on the album, Atomic yeah. Punk. And uh, but 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 Jim, sorry, Atomic Punk. Yeah, I mean that's got the cool guitar slides in it. It just sounds so cool. And uh, <clears throat> this may make my list. I'm, I'm not giving it away, or maybe I am. But uh, no, this is another another killer song on on this album. And I mean, it's just the guitar sounds on it are so good. And and you know, Roth's vocals on it pretty good too. I mean, I'm not. A massive fan of David Lee Roth's vocals. I mean, they are what they are, but uh, you know, on this album, I think he really hits it out of the park. And it's another one. I know it's fairly popular, but I think it's not one of the more popular ones on the album. And uh, you know, I, I think it deserves a lot of uh, credit and love as well. Can yeah, this song is really good too. I like the fact that it has a lot of power. It has a lot of energy. 
Um, of course, lyrically, it suggests kind of like a cyberpunk character. And it's like four years before Blade Runner came out, because a lot of people uh -huh. were saying it did remind them of, of Blade Runner. And I know they do reference uh, Philip K. Dick's uh, novel, uh, Do and uh, Androids, um, Androids uh, Dreaming of Sleep. So in that regard, it's kind of cool. Um, I like the song a lot. Um, I can see why they would play the song live. It's it's fairly heavy as well. Yes, that's probably why it's one of my favorite. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> kind of punkish. No, I don't know. It's not really punkish. But anyway. <laughs> and then we get now we're getting funny in the back of our car with uh, "Feel Your Love Tonight." Ken. Yeah, I, I like this song too. This song again, um, for me, it's like it's a very lively song. You know, and the song celebrates the idea of um, excitement and desire and attraction to, and the thrill and the thriller of the pursuit of love. So it's a really good song. Um, great guitar tones on this one. I love the riff. Again, it's a fairly memorable song. And Jim, what do you think of this one? Yeah, this is another kind of unsung hero one on there. Uh, this is the next one I really like. I mean, I find it's it's definitely a bit heavier too and it's i mean it's a killer rock tune i mean i it's funny this one hasn't like had again too wasn't as popular as some of the other ones on here because it's got got a really cool groove to it i agree with ken i i like it a lot and again this is one of the i find on the second side of this maybe a lot of people would consider it a weaker side i you know you get overplayed a lot on the hits on this and uh you know this would be considered more of a probably a deeper deeper track but it's got as, as just as much merit as the uh, hits do as far as i'm concerned i think it's a really awesome tune and then we go to little dreamer which i guess we would we call this kind of a ballad i don't it's a little slower than the other songs anyway jim what do you think of little dreamer uh, yeah, it's cool. I mean, it's got a, another cool guitar intro. It's got that bluesy kind of sound. It's, you know, it, it's pretty neat. Maybe more of a southern rock sound to me. And uh, again, Roth's vocals on this one is really good. This this may even be my 1B on this album. I mean, uh, besides the hits that are, you know, some of the hits on the first side that are really, really kick-ass, this is another cool one. And it's, it's uh, again, that bluesy kind of guitar slide and i mean uh you know i i think again this is another real unsung hero on this uh on this album and it's uh yeah, this is one of my favorites on there and ken yeah i like this song too i i agree jim like it, it, it maybe it is like an unsung hero as well um so like lyrically though it, like i what i do like about this song for me is that it, it's basically an anthem about re, about resilience and I like that. So it's like this the like the lyrics are talking about embracing your dreams and living your life to the fullest. And the song is very adventurous. So for me, it's it's a really strong song as well. And then we go to another cover. This is by John Brim wrote this song. I don't know who that is. Maybe one of you guys researched that. I didn't. <laughs> Ken, this is Ice Cream Man. What do you think of Ice Cream Man? Oh, I love this song. This song is like a little ditty for me because it's got like a catchy um, melody. It's got a play playful lyrics. It's all about indulging oneself. It's a really, it's got a really nice guitar solo in it, and it's the kind of song that I I see David David Lee Roth being kind of a showman 
would love to sing. And it also reminds me of actually, because we were talking about this, Blake, about the last Van Halen record. It kind of reminds me of Stay Frosty. It has mm -hmm. a very similar kind of yeah. bouncy vibe to it and kind of playful lyrics. Yeah, I like this song a lot. This is a really, really good song. Jim? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I got to <laughs> be honest. You know, I musically, guitar, again, another bluesy kind of sound to it. But this is like just an original version of, well, it's not even an original version. It's a, it's a cover, but... It kind of reminds me of like just a gigolo day. It's a great song for Dave. I'll give him that. But it's just, man, they lose me at that. It's just the imagery. I get it. I know what he's doing, but it's like, yeah, whatever. I, I you know, I would have stopped at, I would have skipped this one, gone on to 11, called it 10, and called it a day. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Fair Ken. Enough. No, 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 not at all. Fair enough. Fair I love enough. this song. Yeah, so do I. I like the song too. This is my you favorite song on the album, actually. And it has a brilliant acoustic guitar work of David yeah. Lee Roth on it, mm -hmm. which I didn't realize yeah. till today, researching this. Oh, good point. <laughs> but uh, yes, yeah, so it's definitely a Dave song. Like you can <laughs> picture him, or he probably did, I guess. Well, I, I, I'm sure he did play it live too. Well, I'm not sure if he did play any Van Halen songs when he was solo. I forget actually, but yeah, I love the song, and I yeah. had never heard the original though, not like the other cover, which I've heard the King. So I've never heard this song. Is again, I didn't realize this till today. It wasn't their song, and yeah. I forgot to say I was going to dedicate this one to the ladies. I forgot because <laughs> Georgina well, was supposed it's... to be on this episode, so I was all ready to say it to her, and then she had to cancel because going to see Mr. Well, I mean... Big. In Hit Parader magazine, they had you know Dave eating an ice cream cone, like an ice cream cone, an ice cream to this, yeah. and like having <laughs> it all over his face. I mean, I think that probably was my biggest turnoff for the song. So, you know, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> okay. Then we finished the album with On Fire. And Jim, does this save the last song for you? Or yes, this should have been, anyways, this is a heavier track sounds great on it i mean the chorus of i'm on fire oh yeah fire 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 i mean this is awesome and again the guitar riffs on this i mean you could say that about every song pretty much on this album but the, it's a wicked wicked song finish the album off in style you know and i know there's a lot of people out there that love ice cream man i just maybe <laughs> could have maybe could have he renamed it dickie d or something i don't know but i mean anyways Anyways, but this song saves the album for me. No, it doesn't. The album's awesome. But this song yeah. saves it after my disappointing number 10. So, <laughs> And Ken, what do you think of On Fire? Yeah, this is like the energetic rock song on the album for sure. Um, it rips pretty much from start to finish. And uh, I, the one thing I noticed for me, and I know Jim was mentioning about David Lee Ross vocals. I actually like his vocals here. I like the screams. Yeah. I like the shouts. It seems to... The way he emphasizes some of those shouts and screams, it really works with the song itself. And it just gives it that added extra dimension for me as like a high energy rock tune. But this is a really, really good way to end off the album with a song like this. Yes, yeah. and I love that song too. And it is, yes, it's a great finish. Even though Ice Cream Man would have been a good finish too. <laughs> <laughs> And they they needed they needed the fire to put out the cold from the ice cream or whatever. Okay. Good point. 
Okay. They had to heat up. They had to heat up the women after the ice cream again. Yeah. For yes. sure. oh, yeah. I don't know if that was planned or not. It could have been. Okay. Now we're gonna rate the album. Uh, I know. I know Jim's giving it a ten, probably. But so uh, Jim, yeah, are you giving it a ten? This is. Yeah. I mean, like, okay. I don't like Ice Cream Man. It's it's palpable to me. You guys are probably selling me on it. No, you're not. Um, but I I. I mean, this is this is one of the best debut albums of all time. I mean, this is just this is where it's at. This is you kind of leave it all on the field. I mean, I, my two favorite Van Halen albums are one and two, um, you know, and I, I like Women and Children first as well. That'd probably be my third. And but I mean, this is just, uh, you know, there, you heard stuff on this album and, and it holds up so maybe not ice cream, man, but the rest of it holds up so good today. I mean, great lyrics, great, you know, and, and Dave, but I got to admit, Ice Cream Man is a Dave song. That's the way he is. Just a gigolo, you know, that's that's the way it goes. So, but yeah, it's, uh, I mean, this is just such a good debut album and it's so important to the hard rock and even metal movement. I mean, how many guitar players or how many front men want to be like, I mean, you know, you can talk about David Lee Ross singing all you want, but he is one of the, probably one of the, best frontman there's a difference between being a singer and a frontman for sure but he is one of the the biggest frontmen in in rock history and i mean you know you have eddie van halen there right out there him and uh randy rhodes for me are like you know i mean i edge out randy i, I like randy rhodes a bit better but uh you know he's right there for sure so i mean but this is a 10 out of 10 10 what are you rating yeah. it uh 10 out of 10 as well i mean it's iconic like <clears throat> Jim pretty much said it all, but it's an iconic album, and it's just the guitar. I mean, the guitars are are so iconic, and the things that um, Eddie did with with the guitar is a standard because everyone everyone in the in the genre of metal and and rock follows suit. So for me, it, yeah, it's a guaranteed ten out of ten, and it, it's a brilliant open first album for like a hard rock hard rock band like Van Halen. Yeah. Well, I'm giving it 9.5 because I don't want to just mm. copy everybody else. Okay. <laughs> That's Ice Cream Man. <laughs> he loves Ice Cream Man. And I, I, and I, does. I like women and children first better, so I would give it a 10 if we were doing that one. Okay. <laughs> now, has anybody seen Van Halen live before? No, I haven't. I've not. I wish I did. I've not. Same has here. anybody seen David Lee Roth live before? Nope, I have not either. I'm, I'm glad I haven't, but no. <laughs> I saw him twice, bring... actually. Okay. Oh, did you? <laughs> yeah. Cool. Well, he had Steve Vai in, as his guitarist and Billy yeah. Sheehan as his bass player. And I don't remember the drummer, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> but his shows were awesome. Like, I mean, I mean, I like, I mean, I know he was a little more, you know, uh, poppy or whatever with ice cream man kind of stuff. <laughs> or whatever but i don't know yeah he was a great friend man like you said and but steve i was just an amazing guitarist and but yeah i've seen one was halloween night in toronto and that was just a madhouse after that concert after, on okay. halloween night <laughs> but yeah they put on a good show i think poison opened for them one year and i think cinderella was the other year i can't remember which was okay. which but yes i'm sure van halen as jim was saying they influenced Probably a lot of hair, even though I don't really think I'd call Van Halen hair metal, but yeah. I'm sure they influenced a lot of it, you know, like Nuno Betancourt of Extreme. I'm sure he was influenced by Eddie Van Halen with his guitar playing and stuff like that. And I'm sure they yeah. inspired lots of people. 
Um, we'll, we'll do our top 10 songs and then we'll maybe talk about some of the other albums to see if any Sammy Hagar songs make it on anybody's list or <coughs> Gary Sharon songs. I don't <laughs> if he did he have any song? I don't even know. Okay. Okay. Here, I'm gonna go first. So to I'm gonna go first on this. Go so for my it. number 10 song is Unchained from the Fair Warning album which is probably the only song I really like on that album, I think. <laughs> number mm -hmm. nine, I got Running With The Devil from this one. Number eight, I got The Full Bug from the Diver Down album. Yeah, cool. uh, number seven, I got Atomic Punk from this one. Number six, I got Hot For Teacher from, of course, 1984 album. Number five, I got Everybody Wants Some from Women and Children First. Number four, I got Fools from Women and Children First. Number three, I have Panama from 1984. Number two, I have On Fire from mm. this album. And my nice. number one Van Halen song is Ice Cream Man. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So there, there you go. There you go, man. <laughs> well, let uh, Jam, you want to go next? Top sure. Jimmy, you should go okay. next. Where's Where's Top Jimmy going to fit on your list? Well, anyway. it's funny you said that. I I have Top Jimmy. <laughs> I have. It's an honorable mention. It didn't make my top end, but Top Jimmy, you know, is is number eleven. I have uh, Unchained for ten. <clears throat> I have uh, Why Can't This Be Love number nine. So there's my uh, Sammy Hagar uh, kind of entry to this. I have Panama number eight. I'm the one off this album, number seven. Uh, Little Guitars for number six. Ain't Talking About Love, number five. Uh, Dance the Night Away, number four. Uh, number three, The Atomic Punk. And number two, and I know this will this could be caused a little bit, but I went with Eruption. I know it's only a minute forty long, but it's that damn good, and I got to give it some. It's got a lot of credit. And number one, my favorite song is Ice Cream. No, I'm just kidding. It's <laughs> Running with the Devil. Good choice. Running with the Devil. So, um, you know, I, I <laughs> but I mean, that's uh, <laughs> so many songs off this album. I mean, it's just it's it's this is a, a killer album. And you know, 1984, Panama. I mean, I. I kind of thought about Hot for Teacher, and I got kind of like, and some of these songs just got so played. Uh, I mean, that album just got so played for me. And yeah, even though I don't mind the keyboards, it's got kind of very similar throughout, I think. That's why I only picked Panama, which I like that song quite a bit. Before I forget, there's a thrash band called Lich King. Yep. I think I'm yeah, pronouncing yeah. that right? Yep. And they do a cover yep. of Hot for Teacher. So if you haven't heard that, check it out. I've heard it. I've heard it's it funny and good and stuff and it's different yeah <laughs> that's all i'm saying <laughs> okay ken let's hear your top 10 van halen songs okay so i went with uh number 10 is going to be tattooed because i actually like a different kind of truth i thought it was kind of a return to form a little bit for the band even though that it's a lot of the songs were just basically uh demos that were like touched up and used for the album but i like that song i think it's kind of a it's a cool song number nine i'm gonna go with the aftershock on balance um balance is a, an album that doesn't get a lot of talk but i think there are you know a handful of songs on that are pretty good at uh number eight i'm putting another sammy hager song and it's why can't this be love from 5150 which is an album i'd actually really did like i actually thought uh 
it was a different direction, a way, way different direction for the band, but but I do like Sammy Hager as a vocalist. Uh, number seven, I'm putting Pound Cake, which is another song I, I kind of like with the with the drill beginning with the guitars. I thought that was kind of a, a neat a neat thing. Uh, number six, I'm putting Loss of Control from Women and Children First. And number five, I'm going with And the Cradle Will Rock. Number four, it's going to be uh, Jamie's Crying, which I love, love that song. Uh, number three is Panama from 1984. Uh, number two, you guys will probably won't like this, but I'm going to put Jump on there because I do think it's the song that I sort of identified with when I was a teenager. So I, I had cool. to do that. And number one, I'm putting Running Like Jim. Running with the devil. Nice. Okay. Um, I remember driving down the 401 and one time, and there was a bridge, and somebody was standing on it, and somebody was blasting out <laughs> jump on their <laughs> stereo. But I don't know. I don't know what happened though. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> um. Uh, now, now for me, like I think one, I didn't like the album 1984 except for the two songs that I mentioned because they were the heavy songs and I didn't yeah. like the keyboard thing, which we were talking about before. And once David Lee Roth, whatever, I don't remember if he, he left, I guess he left on his own to do solo stuff. I never, I don't think I listened to any Van Halen after that. I never listened to, even though I like Sammy Hagar on Montrose, mm -hmm. like their okay. first album, I love Sammy mm -hmm. Hagar's vocals there, but I just wasn't interested in listening to Van Halen anymore. So I don't really have any opinion on the Sammy Hagar stuff or the oh, wow. Gary Sharon stuff because I don't think I ever really, I mean, I might know the song if it was on the radio or whatever, but I definitely didn't give them a fair shot. So you guys both had Sammy Hagar in there a little bit, but how do you like their albums much compared to the early ones with Dave? Like, do they compare at all to the Dave ones? Well, they're different. Like, I, I don't mind yeah. Sammy Hagar. Um, I actually like 5150 and OU1812. I think they're both interesting albums. Yeah, they're, you know, they're they're a bit serious. There's they're, the songs are a bit more, I, I don't know, maybe they're a bit more well crafted. Um, I I like both those albums. They're they just uh, at the time they appeal to me. Um, the later stuff that that Sammy's on is kind of okay. Like I balance is not too bad. Uh, Unlawful Carnal Knowledge is is. There, there are songs on it I like. I don't like every song on it, but there's like several that I could I could still listen to today. Um, the Gary Sharon is the only one I don't like. That album, yeah. Van Halen 3, uh, I don't know. I mean, I was hoping for great things when he joined a band because I because I actually like um, I was I, I was a huge fan of his of his first band. So, I mean, I thought, well, this is great. Maybe. Yeah, extreme. That's, that's right. Thanks, Jim. Um, yeah. And so I thought this would be a great great chance for for this for him to like you know shine here and i don't think he got a fair shake and i, I he always looked at for some reason whenever you saw him he looked out of, out of sorts he didn't seem to really fit in and it was obvious it was only going to be a one album a one album thing um but i i i don't mind sammy hager i always thought he was he was a really really good performing performance like a showman a lot like David Lee Ross in a lot of ways, but he's all he was all about singing. He was really into the singing. He had he had a strong a strong look at like songwriting or his ability to write songs was there. So I I, I don't mind that era of, of Van Halen. Yeah. I think I think you're yeah, you kinda hit it on the head. My wife's favorite Van Halen uh, album is Balance. Okay. So she like she can't stand David Lee Roth. I, I mean I love David Lee Roth because I love original 
Van Halen, but I do. I mean, we grew. I grew up when like Fifty One Fifty was huge on the radio yeah. with like Dreams and and all that stuff, and mm-hmm. and then For Unlawful Carnal Knowledge, you know, was another big one uh, with Pound Cake. I think came off of that one, I believe. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. like those were big. Those were big songs. Um, you know, I agree. I mean, I, I it's funny a different kind of truth. I picked up at a uh, at a uh, nice. thrift shop an open for a dollar. And oh, it's wow. actually tattoo is a wicked song on it. And I never ever did buy it. So that that you know that the later Van Halen stuff is is actually not not bad. Uh, mm-hmm. But then Gary Sharon's Van Halen three I bought I have it. I don't think I've ever listened to it maybe once and just kind of kind of cringed a little bit. And it it just wasn't you know at that point I think uh, I don't know it just was kind of done by that point um, for me anyways. But I. I, I got to admit, like, yeah, I think Balance is a really, really good album. I, I think it's probably better than 5150. 5150 yeah. is a bit more popular. And yeah. uh, they kind of went with, like, it was very hit-orientated, maybe even because uh, a lot of it did hit <clears throat> pop charts. Uh, I'm not saying that that's, that makes it bad or anything, but just, uh, you know, I, I think that Van Halen, both parts, there's three, I guess, but both main parts make up the history of Van Halen of the way it has to be i mean you know i don't think roth could have stayed there any longer um you know and and, roth, and saying like uh blake you went and saw a couple of his solo tours i mean yeah crazy from the heat is a pretty good album and oh, same yeah, with skyscraper is a good yeah. album uh yeah. but i mean he just gets kind of you know i mean i think he had another record out this year or last year and it was just oh man i listened to a couple singles off and it was like oh, what the heck is he doing but it mm-hmm. just kind of, you know, but you got to give him credit. But I, I, the Sammy Hagar stuff's not bad. Like I say, Balance is a strong album. And I think it came yeah. out in the early 90s. And, yeah. you know, that, that was kind of a hard rock and metal was sort of not the thing. So, and I believe there was a lot of hits off it. I think it sold really well. And, and like mm-hmm. I say, we played the hell out of it in our household. And uh, he'll go back to it every now and then. I, she, my wife would like that better than this album. And I love, I mean, I love this album. So, uh, but, but anyways, yeah, I think the Roth stuff uh, is what would be my favorite, but I mean, and I, and I do like Sammy Hagar's solar, solo stuff too. I mean, yeah, uh, he's great. yeah, he's got some great stuff in there. And, uh, but anyways, you know, I, I guess uh, I'm a more of a purist for the original, uh, but, but he does like bringing something good to the band and he kept it going. So why the hell not? And they sold a shitload of records after yep. 1984 i mean you yep. know yep. 5150 oh you i mean they sold like crazy and, and same with balance so yeah yeah but just to add to your point about david e roth though i mean he did the one thing i i liked about him is that he did have a lot of really good guitar players to play with like steve Vai, yeah. jason becker who was is a phenomenal guitar player um so there was always a really he always had somebody good to play with almost like Ozzy, in a sense, when Ozzy yeah. always had a really, always able, was good to pick, was able to pick that really good player to, to you know, on the albums. Same, same with David Lee Roth. But I can see your point about kind of it's being a little, it's maybe a little cheesy at times. But <laughs> I don't know. There's something about his his material that I I don't mind. For me, and maybe it is because of the guitar players. Maybe because you you do get Jason Becker, who I'm a huge fan about, or you do get Steve Vai. But yeah. You know, it's, it, they're they're both very interesting careers for David Lee Roth and for the band 
with Sammy. So, I mean, I know the fighting between the two, you know, Sammy's going off on David, David's going off on Sammy. It's kind of stupid. Even now, like they're still, they're still going over it because Wolf doesn't really want to, uh, he doesn't really want to like do that, that whole Van Halen tour homage thing. And he's leaving it up to Alex and Alex is kind of not getting back to anyone. It's all, it's all really stupid. Like they're all fighting. Who's going to play? Who's going to be in the band? It's, I don't know. I just find it all kind of funny. Yeah. No, I probably wouldn't have went to saw, saw David Lee Roth twice if it wasn't for Steve Vai, I don't think. Because mm-hmm. I love Steve Vai, but like his solo albums and his playing, even his playing on the White Snake, one of the albums, and one of his, he was on one of the Alcatraz albums. So I love his guitar playing. So I probably, I mean, I like David Lee Roth, but yeah, some of the songs are cheesy, but they were just yeah. fun. Of course, he wasn't a very serious person. No. <laughs> or anything so but it was definitely good shows because you know you had steve Vai there playing the guitar and billy sheen was an awesome bass player too yeah. so yeah, yeah, probably, yeah like if they would have just had some nobody guitarist i'm sure i probably wouldn't have went to see them i don't suppose mm-hmm. well, i figured but you yeah, wanted I never, to see poison. Like, sorry i figured you wanted to go see poison look <laughs> what the cat dragged in i mean come on well i have that album <laughs> Brett Michaels is a dreamboat. <laughs> back, we'll see. Hey, back then, I liked. Kay probably loves. I bet you Kay loves Brett Michaels. Probably. Probably, yeah. I think she's <laughs> taking some pictures of. Him. Um, but I, I like uh, back well because I liked hair metal when it kind of started because it wasn't just all about ballads and yeah. girls. <laughs> they kind of yeah, yeah. rocked a little bit, like you know, they yeah. had some rocking songs. I remember getting drunk at a friend's house and I was singing, look what the cat dragged in on a recorder. There you something. go. I am hoping you burned it. It wasn't a very good singer. God. Yeah, my, my, I, wife, my wife loves uh, Brett Michaels. I, I personally don't care for him, but she absolutely loves that guy. Loves his, his uh, that uh, what uh, that love show that he had. Was it Rock, Rock of Love or whatever it was, oh, I think it is? Yeah, yeah I know. Rock of Love. Yeah, Rockalo, yeah. I, I I can't stand that show, but she loved that show. God. I saw Brett Michaels. Sorry? I took my wife to see him at the casino. And oh. I took him I took my wife to see Brett Michaels. And oh, wow. it was hilarious because I was like, Dan, I I was looking at the meet and greets and it was like four hundred bucks to get a photo with Brett Michaels. And I was like, you know, if I got to try on his bandana, I would pay. But other than that, no, we, we just went and checked it. It was pretty good. All he sung was Poison songs and sure. the the song for Rock and Love, which I didn't know because I never really watched it, or, or did I? No, I'm just kidding. I didn't. So <laughs> you're smart not to watch that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but at least he didn't turn into Vince Neil anyway. I think he kept him. True. Good. True. <laughs> as yeah. far as I know. Okay. Anything else we need to add about Van Halen? Uh. No. Oh, no. We're good. Great out iconic that's all i can say yeah okay thanks guys for joining me tonight and i don't know what album we're doing next so tune in again next week thanks everybody for listening goodbye